I spoke at a conference and um, and Drake was there. He was playing music, and me and Drake hung out for a while. Not Drake, the uh, rapper. That was very misleading. Hey everyone, my name is Jared Hogan, and I'm Christian Schultz, and this is good. This week, I'm excited because we've got um, AG Rojas AG. with us today, and uh, he's what kind is, of what is AG stand kind of a for? Wild card. I cannot believe we didn't ask him. I don't. I don't. Almost don't want to know the answer. But it's what if his like, name was actually just Ag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but AG is like a adult man. AG, yeah, it's cool. It's so, cool. Yeah, he's kind of a wild card. And it was a fun conversation, and um, he's much more well traveled than you or I, right? I think so. Yeah. We learned we learned something for sure this week. Yeah. Oh, and I I, I hope that uh, we did a good interview. Yeah. Well, dude. So you you um you were telling us before we started recording that your family used to travel a lot. Like, what were the, yeah? What was the what did they do? My parents were missionaries when I was growing up. They were Protestant missionaries. So. I was born in in uh, Barcelona, but I have I don't have any family there, or anything like I just kind of I was just born there. And my dad is Colombian, and my mom is from Costa Rica, and my brother was born in Costa Rica. So um, up until uh, the age of maybe seven or eight, like we traveled all over the world. So we went to Korea, and we we were in France and Spain and all, all around Central America. Um, but my parents, um, I grew up in a very very progressive uh kind of home my my mom is a painter and my dad is a poet so basically my childhood was spent going around the world and going to all the great museums and retrospectives and shows as a as a really young kid kind of taking it all in and basically what we would do is go to kind of small towns and and my mom would would uh teach kids like how to paint and things like that. You wow. know? So that's kind of how I, how I grew up. Yeah. Before I ended up in LA. So you had paint painter, poet, missionary parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's, that's I know, it sounds like a, it sounds like a lifetime movie. <laughs> it sounds like an amazing <laughs> lifetime movie. Yeah. Did you have any uh, brothers and sisters? Yeah. I have an, I have an older brother who um, is an architect now. So Dang. yeah, that's amazing. So everybody's creative. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it was kind of it's a it was an inevitable childhood when you have uh, parents who are very accepting, you know, of yeah. anything that you anything that you want to do, you know, as long as you're like as long as there wasn't any sense of aimlessness, you know, growing up, yeah. then as long as you were you had like a purpose or you were trying to challenge yourself in some way, then that was encouraged. You know? So having those like parents and stuff, they were doing, you know poetry and painting and stuff how did you actually figure out your like how long did it take you to figure out that you wanted to do film and I guess like how did that actually come about um I think uh, there was a point I, I knew I wanted to do film when I was very young and I think the reason that that came about is because I I became very self-aware that many of the decisions or interests that I had made in my life had in in one way or another been informed by art that I was exposed to. So once I realized that, like I remember there was a 
there was a very, very specific moment. Like I kind of, I already knew that I wanted to do film, but there was a moment where um, I, it was, it was a very like visceral kind of experience when I was 14 and I was in Toledo in, in, uh, in Spain. And uh, we were there just, just like for a couple of weeks, just hanging out all around Spain, my parents and I, and uh, I went to this, um, we went to see this, this work of art by El Greco, which is, which is called the Count of, uh, uh, the Burial of the Count of Orgas, which is this painting that's in this small church there. Um, and it's kind of his most celebrated painting. And I just remember being so affected by it. And that was a, that was a moment where I was like, this is, this is exactly what I do. I want to be involved in art in some way. And by that point I had already, I had already developed an interest in, in, in filmmaking. Um, and I had been making films with my friends and, and, uh, so that, that was when I, when I decided to, to go for it. And I really never, there was never any, there was never like, there was never a plan B. It was just, this right. is, a, this is what I'm going to do. And, and the same with my brother, when he was very young, he knew he wanted to be an architect and, mm-hmm. and that was it, you know? And only later in life do you, do you start to kind of, uh, the obsession with that becomes quite dull at a certain point and you start to kind of have other interests and, and be, you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah that's kind of, that's how it started. Yeah. So what kind of stuff did you start? You're 14 and you go back wherever home was at that point. Did you pick up a camera and start making stuff or? I started making things. I, I, um, I graduated high school when I was young, when I was 15 and I started going to um, a community college near my house and I would take film classes there and I would take kind of like Chicano studies and I would take all these different, like just, you know, all these different history classes and things like that. And, uh, started doing writing. I always did a lot of writing when I was, when I was young as well. So, um, I'd make small, I'd make short films with, uh, just friends who were around, um, uh, before I started doing music videos when I was 19, I went to uh, art center college of design when I was 17 I went there for a year and I hated it and I dropped out <laughs> and, then, and then started doing music videos. Yeah, that's that. awesome. Yeah. What, uh, what led to you hating it so much? I think that most of the things that I've, that I've learned in life uh, have come less from being in any sort of institution and more from, from, uh, interacting with other people and with humans. And I think, uh, the people that I was interacting with there in terms of the, the professors, they had interests, they had interests that were wildly opposite to what I had interests in, which in the end, in the end proved to be ironic because their interests at schools like that back in that time was, was strictly based around making spec commercials and being involved in the commercial world because that is what their alumnus or alumni or whatever had, had proved successful in. So right. they, you know, they, they, they encourage that. And when you're 17 years old, commercials are the last, <laughs> the last thing on your mind, you know, like yeah, you, sure. you want to have, you want to, you want to create things with your friends that don't involve like <laughs> corporations in some way. So when that, when that went to the forefront, um, then I decided to, to leave and I started, um, you know, PAing and doing doing other things in the film world that would afford me the ability to like I would invest all my money into the music videos that I would create. Yeah. And how did you have? Because um, me and Christian talk about this a lot because he didn't go to film school. I did go to film school, and um, kind of trying to figure out like you know, there's no answer like for for like the general masses like if it's right or wrong. But um, 
I think what I got out of film school was some kind of network, you know, some kind of group of people that I liked working with. And so I guess like my question is with that, like, did it's you- difficult. It's difficult to, ju- it's difficult to justify like a hundred thousand dollar check, you know, check after yeah. finishing film school just to have, you know, friends. a couple of friends. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I also the thing, the thing with like film culture and film in general, in terms of, and, 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 and being surrounded by people who are obsessed by one specific thing is that it becomes very homogenized and it also becomes very, uh, uh, it, it becomes, you know, based around what those people's tastes are, what the professor's taste is, what is your taste when you're 17 or, or 19 or 20, right. you know, you know what I mean? It's, it becomes very difficult. I think it's important when you're, when you're starting out, um, and, and to, to spend a lot of time by yourself, and bias and trying to figure out exactly what what it is that you want to say because you're constantly bombarded by other people's thoughts and other people's imaginations and because our job is very collaborative that becomes a norm and you kind of start to lose a little bit you know of like what you're you know what you want to say yes so where did your group of friends kind of like uh where did that come from that came from uh that like wanted to make films after school after school um the people who probably influenced me the most uh, were I started working at a company called Street Gang Films, which was run by Jason Botkin. And they represented, this was maybe 10 years ago, um, and they represented Andreas Nielsen and Vincent Haycock and Paul Miner and Charles Mailing and Terry Timely and Keith Schofield and all these um, people who would later on become, you know, pretty important music video filmmakers as well as commercial filmmakers. Um, so that was basically, I mean, I was 19 years old and that was, those are my, those are the people that I was surrounded by, you know? So that was, that was helpful. I mean, that doesn't mean that they, that they make like, you know, that doesn't mean that they make a career in any way. It just means that you're surrounded by people who maybe, uh, expose you to, new photographers and new filmmakers and new art, you know, which, which, uh, helps. I remember distinctly being, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember like, um, for some reason street gang films is like, uh, a company that I followed pretty closely. Yeah. I remember, um, like they're wet cause they don't exist anymore. That's not like a company anymore. Correct. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember looking at their website and it was like kind of like sketchy, like like doodle kind of. Is that right? <laughs> I just it, was, uh, like, it was an, it was one of it was one of Jason's friends. Yeah, he's an artist named uh, Evan Haycox. Yeah, and there were there were these kind of line drawings. Yeah, I remember it distinctly. I remember seeing um, that Kid Cudi video with like the balloons. Who did that one? Do you remember that one? <laughs> that was ne- that was Nez. Yeah, dude. Nez. Yeah. That was like one of the first videos I saw <laughs> that I was like, man, I kind of. I should make something. <laughs> I should make it. So, okay, yep. so you, you start there and you're at Street Gang and how did things kind of start to progress for you? Um, they really didn't. I mean, I, 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 was, I was there and then um, the company disbanded and so I started working at other, you know, doing odd jobs here and there to, to get by. And uh, the real moment... Um, probably more than anything was when I, I went on, I went on a big trip. Like I was telling you earlier, like I went on a big trip with my brother to Southeast Asia and we traveled for a few weeks with, with, with no real plan. Um, and that, that was born out of just a, uh, a sense of 
disillusion, disillusionment because when you're when when you when you try and when you're trying to create things and nothing seems to be going right, it's it's easy to just kind of wallow in some way. And and I needed to get out, so I just emptied my bank account and we just went around Southeast Asia for a few weeks. And just that experience alone gave me a, a sense of perspective once I got back, um, where I I no longer wanted to make music videos that uh, were for somebody else or that they, that I felt cool after doing them or something. Like I wanted to create things that were relevant to the way that I saw the world and to the way that I saw people. Um, and the first video that I did right after I came back was for um, this artist named Jeremy Enoch, who, who was a singer of a band called Sunny Day Real Estate from back in the day. Yeah. Um, and I made that video in 2009, and that was the first thing that I made um, that I saw and and saw myself in it in some way, you know, and yeah. saw, saw, saw themes that I have explored, but I've, I haven't stopped exploring since I, since I made that video, you know, I've just kind of gotten more, uh, more and more, uh, specific, you know, could you give me like a, the example, I guess, of like the way that you approached that music video as a way that you, uh, in contrast to the way that you approached the, maybe the last music video before that? Um, well, I think that, I mean, the, the, the truth is that the music videos that I had made before that were not about, um, I mean, they weren't narrative, you know, they were more, they were more interested in, in imagery, you know, as opposed to, um, exploring characters. Uh, so it was a, it was a, it was a very, very aggressive, uh, kind of, uh, like I, I basically, um, kind of deleted everything that I had done up to that point and I and I started fresh, you know? Yeah. In some way. So yeah. It's not even comparable, you know, to the work that I was doing before. Yeah. Anyway. What was like was there some kind of event or moment or something that you had on that trip that you kind of that made you realize that or something? Um I I don't I can't think of a specific thing. I think I think most of all it came from uh, and obviously the way that I see it now is very romantic. Uh, I'm, I'm aware that I'm aware that when the trip was happening, it was actually pretty, pretty kind of gnarly, you know, in some way it was like yeah. just, just getting around, just trying to, you know, trying to spend as little money as possible and, and try to have as many experiences as possible. Um, but I think just, just having come from a, from a family that traveled the world a lot and that was exposed to a lot of humanity, um, and then having that taken away from you in some way or, or deliberately in order to, to kind of be educated and to, and to be in one place for, and have a slightly more normal childhood. Um, I needed to reconnect with that part of it, you know, which is something that obviously has, has been a continuing factor in my, in my life up, up until this point is just leaving, you know, I think once you leave somewhere and you, and, and, uh, it it gives you a, a, a good sense of perspective, you know, when you get back and you, and it's just a good way to start fresh, you know? Yeah. When did, when did you actually start uh, figuring out how to, I guess, make a living doing film, like, you know, commercials and stuff like that. When did that actually come into the picture? Um, in terms I'm, guess, of, I'm guessing you, the, the, the goal was not to be a commercial director because that's kind of what you somewhat hated in, in college, right? Or like hated the the point of view. Yeah, no, I, I but but then you're but then you um you start to see that that uh commercials can actually 
be a very beautiful thing. Obviously, right. when when I was that young, I hadn't I hadn't really seen a lot of commercials that had affected me in any way, you know. Um, and once you're once you're once you start to see that, then you you know the, then you you become uh, aware of the possibility there, you know. And once you see the possibility there, and then once you see um, the resources that are that are afforded to you to do these things, then then it becomes very attractive. Um, in, in some way, um, but yeah, but but up until that point, I mean, I made my, I directed my first commercial um, in 2011 here in Bangkok, actually. Oh, wow. um, and uh, so I've been doing commercials at a pretty at a kind of higher level for for five years, and I, I mean, you, it, you know, it's a lot of it has to do with with um, with personality in some way. You know? It has to do with personality. It has to do with with politics, and it has to do with with uh, resigning some level of of pride while also uh, doing your your best, you know. Like I think a lot of people are very dismissive of commercials, and I've had a lot of different you know directors call me for advice and 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 say things that are so dismissive towards that world, even when they're trying to get into it. And and these are people you know who are you know, and these are like creatives who who are like struggling as well, you know, to try and create something that that could be special. So right. it's difficult to to you know, I don't know. It's difficult to be dismissive about that when, when you find people who are like sincere in this world, you know, and in, in commercials. But yeah. How did you have to kind of like change your mindset, I guess, to enter that world? You know, like I'm imagining doing music videos um, for you, I guess for anybody who's, who's directing music videos, there's just a, a level of like freedom that you would experience that you wouldn't with commercials. So how was that transition kind of difficult? If you fight for it, right? You have to fight for that certain amount of freedom and you have to be comfortable with not doing the video. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or not making money. <laughs> yeah. You have to be comfortable with the idea. Dude, I've, I mean, I've made maybe, you know, whatever, 50 music videos in, in my life and I've made, you know, a thousand dollars in that time, not count, not not counting the amount of money that I invested in right. them. You know? So you have to be comfortable with like, this is the idea that I want to do, and if you guys want to do this idea, then we can do this idea, and it'll be great. And if you guys have any thoughts, then we don't have to do the idea. <laughs> you know? Right, that's the thing. So with commercials, like because I have because I have that that aspect of it. Like I also love, I mean, I also love trying to figure out the best way to do something with, with a group of people as well. You know, as long as they're open, they're open to things. Like I don't, I don't mind collaborating with people yeah. in, in that regard. So, um, I guess the answer is don't be a dick, you know, because I think that, 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 uh, that kind of personality and in, in commercials went away a, a very long time ago. You right. know, it doesn't, that doesn't really exist anymore. How much, so do you feel like What's the balance with like being like agreeable and then like also like having a little bit of like a chip on your shoulder and trying to get the you want? I think it's different on on every commercial that you have. You know, it depends on who the 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 people that you're that you're working with are, and, and you can tell uh, very early on. You know, um, I remember the I did a commercial for for O2. Um, which is a communications company in London. It was for the Olympics and it was a tie in with Nike. And I remember after the first shoot day, it was kind of my first bigger commercial. And I remember after the first shoot day, I called, I called my friend Vincent and I was so kind of disappointed with my, with myself because my, my vision of what commercials were had been, uh, colored by seeing the great commercials, you know, that have existed throughout the past 50 years. So when you find yourself on set and you see something and you're not totally, you know, you don't totally buy it in some way. Yeah. 
then you become that, that really affects you as a filmmaker. You know, that's a very, that's a, that's a wild experience to have like that first experience where you're on set and you see something and you're like, Oh damn, this is actually not that cool. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're like, Oh man. But, but you know, he had the best advice, which was just, I mean, it's such a, it's very generic advice, but it's, you know, just do your best and don't be, don't, you know, don't be dismissive of the people around you who, who are trying to do their best for you, you know, to, to, to create your vision, you know? So I've kind of applied that to, to everything I do in, in, in commercial, in the commercial world. Yeah. You know? That's kind of when it seems like you kind of had this, uh, sort of revelation about the way you wanted to do music videos and you kind of just immediately brought that into everything else, which is yeah. super interesting. I think what, what might be interesting to talk about is, uh, I know Jared wanted to talk about this a good bit, which is just, just like how you, uh, go about pitching some of these music videos? <clears throat> the, the process is um, very minimal. It's just, I mean, I usually write one page with maybe a couple of pictures of that, you know, don't even relate too much to the actual idea. And it's just, it's all based around whatever the couple of paragraphs that I write yeah. are. And then I kind of flesh it out later if I, if I end up doing the video. Um, but I think earlier on when I was getting rejected a lot, basically what I was doing early on was I would reach out to a lot of managers and try and get and, and suggest paying for the videos, you know, just to, just to, just to create, you know, just because I wanted to create things. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's like the best way to, to grow very, very thick skin is, is having a pretty steady flow of rejection for a good five years or something, you know? (laughs) Um, and, uh, but then at the, but now I, you know, I usually reach out to, I usually ask my rep, you know, who's coming out with like good, like bands that I like that are coming out with music. And I, I, I write like two or three treatments a year, you know, to, to, uh, do that. But even, even when I was starting out, I wasn't doing that many music, music videos a year. I was doing two or three music videos a year, regardless. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, so yeah. So is this, is this all of this kind of a means to an end to like, do you want to do feature films or are you, are you kind of content, um, where you're at, like doing commercials and, and that kind of stuff or wh- where's kind of, where are you in your, uh, your journey, ideally. Um, I want to. I want to affect people in some way in any sort of art form that 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 proves relevant. You yeah. Know? Like right now, I'm doing some architecture with my brother, and that's something that's been really rewarding for the past couple of years, working on things like that. Um, uh, and I write a lot, and I, you know, I, I think uh, filmmaking is my first love, probably, and the way that I approach filmmaking now is is less about me and it's less about, and I'm talking about short films and I'm talking about music videos right now um, and some commercials, but it, 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 it's become a more selfless pursuit in some way where I'm, I'm actually more interested in creating documents um, that are, that, that are there as relics for the people that I'm, that I'm portraying in some way. So the past, the few things that I've done, um, in the past, maybe four four years, um, I um for me there they they exist mostly as a as as this kind of respectful document of who these people are. Usually, they're young people, um, and they're things that hope that they'll they might be able to revisit a few years from now. Yeah. You know, and if and if those and if those things um, have some sort of effect on other people who watch them um, because they like the music or because they like the images, that's that's also a cool thing at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of times in in the work that 
we do, um, it's all about us and it's all about how we can, how we can portray this person in a way that we want to. And I always find, and I always found that to be really embarrassing. You know, anytime I've been on set and and have tried to mold someone into the person that I wanted them Mm. to be because of a, because, because, because I'm trying to tell a specific story, I get, really kind of grossed out in some way, you know? yeah. which is, I guess, direct, which I guess is directing <laughs> in some way, you know, <laughs> right. but like any aspect of that, like I, I find, uh, I find very artificial. So for me, it's really about, uh, driving around and find and, and, and allowing my instinct to take over and find people and, and, and film them in a way and in scenarios and in environments and in interactions that they are going to be proud of when they watch it afterwards and that they're not going to feel like I took advantage of, the, of, of them in some mm. way. And I was actually, I was watching an interview with, um, or no, I was reading, uh, I just read this book breakfast with Lucian, with, which is about Lucian Freud, the, the famous painter from, from England. And he was talking about, um, self portraits and, and, and I found it really beautiful. What he was saying where, when he, when he paints other people, he wants to, you know, he, he wants to show them in the same way that he would paint a picture of himself. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I find that to be, uh, true to, to the way that I want to live my life and to the work that I want to create. It seems like, you know, I was catching up on some of the stuff I haven't seen of yours this week. And, um, this common thread of like, it's so, um, objective and observational, it seems, especially with like, with youth. Do you feel like that's a theme that's like, um, is that tangible or like, do you recognize that? Or is that something that maybe just kind of like, is something that you're always interested in? Is this kind of the subjective like observation of, of young people? I find younger people to be much more interesting and, and, and vulnerable than any other kind of demographic. Yeah. So um, that, um, and also kind of what I was saying earlier, if you capture them in this, in this moment, in this, in the, in the kind of perfect moment, then you are capturing a person in transition in some way. Now you're not capturing a person who mm-hmm. has these preconceived notions of how they want to be represented right. necessarily yeah. in, in what they're doing. So you are, you, you are, uh, capturing this moment in time that, that is never going to exist again, you yeah. know, in some way, which is actually really beautiful, you know? And, and, uh, so yeah, I think that's why, I explore that, and also they're just you know I don't I don't know they uh, yeah. So. How would you how would you like? Um, it seems like you straddle a line of like a documentarian and like a kind of more like narrative director. Um, yeah. How, mm-hmm. d- do you feel the need to define that, or do you feel like you just kind of exist where you exist? Um, it's different in 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 uh, different cases, but the main thing is. I'm, I'm a writer. Like I, I consider myself a writer more than a, more than a, a director in any case. I, I feel like once I write something, uh, most of the work is done in my regard. So from my end, so uh, the technical aspects of filmmaking are not interesting to me. Like I, I've never told a DP what lenses they should get, you know, for a shoot. I've, you know what I mean? Like I, that, that part of it isn't like the only parts that I'm, that, you know, obviously like I'm involved in that, but, um, for me, um, the, 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 the way that I approach the things that are, that are more narrative are I write an idea and then I spend a lot of time trying to find a person that lives that life in some way. Yeah. You know? 
So I don't try and I don't try and and mold someone into into this character that I want. I just go out and find the person that already exists, you know, and then allow their life to uh, allow what I find about in their life um, adapt that into into what I want to do. You know? So casting is a big a big deal to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, casting's casting's uh, yeah huge. But also, but 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 at the same time, I you know. The, I made a short film called Crown a few years ago. And that, I mean, I asked my friend Chris to, to cast that and I didn't meet any of the actors until the day of, you know? And I didn't, and I, and, and the, the Jeremy Enoch video that I was talking about earlier, I didn't meet any of the cast until the day of. The Jack White video that I did, I didn't meet any of the cast until the day of. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's like, there's, there's, there's instances where, um, and that's a huge risk because, in, because when you show up, and you and you see a person, and you're able to to exist with them, and to yeah. and to and to understand their personality, um, then you know right away, like, oh my god, I'm in I'm in a lot of trouble here, you know, <laughs> yeah. or 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 you're or you get lucky, you know, in some way. Um, well, are, is that is that decision intentional to not know who they are? Um, yeah, sometimes it's sometimes it's a result of of me saying of me um, making up something the day before, you know. So yeah. then you you only meet the person the day that the day that you're shooting. Um, it's it it's very rarely like I don't want to meet this person until I shoot, you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just, it's just, ha- yeah, it's just happened in some ways. I think direct, I think a lot of directing is really, uh, manipulating your environment to get what you want in a, in, in a sincere way, you know, like I don't, it, uh, so, so the other, whatever other elements come into play with it, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very, uh, wary of, of, you know, uh, symbolism and craft or things like that, you know, like a certain color or a certain texture, a certain thing that someone's wearing, meaning something, or, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm much more interested in just, in just a person, you know, as opposed to, to the craft of right. it all. Right. Even though, you know, whatever, I care about things looking cool. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Don't we all? Okay. So tell me, I was going to ask you about crown, um, you know, as a writer, where does that generate from a story like that? That was a that was the first time in my life that someone had uh, presented me with the ability to create whatever I wanted, and they gave me whatever m- money I needed to to do it. Um, so I wanted to explore things in that film that I had been exploring before, and again, things that I've explored further on, which are you know uh, everything from uh, cultural appropriation to to motherhood, to ownership and all that, you know, I kind of threw it all into this one big thing and mixed in with uh, obviously like, uh, with, uh, you know, some references to Cronenberg. I mean, it was built kind of around this, 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 uh, genre element to it in some way, but dealing with, with issues, um, um, that are, you know, that meant a lot to me, you know, yeah. at that time. Yeah. Tell me about the baby. <laughs> Tell you about the baby. <laughs> um, yeah, that was just some, some dude in the Valley just built that for me over the course of four months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would go and I would go and, and visit him and, and, uh, give him ideas. I mean, I kind of, I drew that, I drew that thing myself with this concept artist. Um, and, uh, does it look yeah. anything like the sketches of us that you're, that you're working on right now? Uh, less slimy. Less slimy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so when you sit down, so I've like, I was watching me and Christian were actually talking about this before you hopped on. Like I watched a video like uh, modern Jesus. And then um, what's the one that I just watched Christian? I forget the name of it. Around the jewels. Around the jewels. Around the, yeah. yeah around, around the jewels. And it's, um, you know, like modern Jesus has like, it looks like 1 million like visual ideas yeah. <laughs> kind of at, at play. Mm-hmm. And then you've got one like around the jewels and it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but it really is kind of one thing that's kind of uh, transpiring over, over the course of the video. Um, how do you, is, is that like, um, <laughs> that like disparity in, in like how, how you approach like a video, is that normal? Like that kind of range for you? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think, uh, to a certain degree, I think uh, whatever the aesthetic is is just informed by the idea that I was trying to explore, right? So, I think for something like Modern Jesus, that idea, um, I remember uh, Mike, my cinematographer, had told me that he wanted to do this road trip around Alaska, um, and I was like, "Well, why don't we just do it around the U.S. <laughs> yeah. around the continental U.S. sort of?" Um, and uh, and so, you know, what I did was. I just asked my producers, I just made something up in every state. I said, in Texas, I want to shoot some backyard wrestlers. In this place, I want to shoot this. In Louisiana, I want to shoot some banjo players, you know? So basically, they just, we all kind of sat around for a couple of weeks and did a lot of research. And, and in every country, and sorry, in every state that we went to, we, we uh, had like one guarantee of characters that we would explore. Yeah. And then we'd spend the rest of the day finding other things, you know? So because of that, because we were trapped in a van for, for 20 days, um, I, and, and something that I'm really interested in is I think when we, when we explore uh, characters and, and especially in, in filmmaking, um, there's a, there isn't, we can't do sculpture and we can't do oil paintings and we can't do watercolors and we can't do installation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a certain homogenized aspect to it where a lot of, a lot of experiences start to look the same, you know, and a lot of things that you're trying to, a lot of these memories that you're trying to create or visualize all start looking the same, you know? So that, that's something that I wanted to explore in the video, which was, you know, trying to make it feel like all these different, you know, these different points of view, you know, all, all put together and trying to, trying to, trying to visualize, visualize the diversity of the United States, you know, in some way. Um, so that that informed the aesthetic that we approached in in that one, and uh, with Run the Jewels, I just I obviously wanted it to feel much more uh, composed and and cinematic in some way to not distract from, and I didn't want to distract visually from from the really important subjects that I that I wanted to tackle, you know. So that's why it ended up being black and white and and more considered, yeah, in its aesthetic. Yeah. How how important is kind of like um, the experience of making something for you? Because it seems like <laughs> I was thinking about this a lot actually today. I was just thinking about, but in ge- but in general, and not even I mean, not necessarily in terms of filmmaking, but in general, it felt like it feels like it feels like we try and collect experiences in some way. I was thinking about that today, and it, and 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 for me, my life has never been about that. It's always been more about. Uh, it's less about the the experiences of like environments and stuff, and more of what you can learn from other people in some way, you know, yeah. from the people who you're working with, and from the people that you're meeting al- along along the way, you know, as opposed to trying to take it all in. Does in that some feel way, like selfish you know? in some way? 
Does that feel like, selfish? Like, no, I no, think like that's... trying to kind of like just uh, gather all of these experiences or something. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't call that selfish. I would just say I would say that um, people are just. Some people are like better at having fun than other than others. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Or they're after they're after a pursuit that's that's uh, that's about a story or something, you know. And for me, uh, that's not uh, that's never been my my main interest. My main interest is just trying to have like a uh, you know some sort of real uh, experience with like a person or something, you know, as opposed to I don't know anything else. But yeah. That sounds. I know that might not. That might sound confusing, but no. Um, um. So I, I hate to like uh to like go back to go backwards, but I really just have to know. Um, can you <laughs> describe to me what your pitch for sixteen saltines looked like? What I what I pitched? Yeah, like what was that? What was or, that paragraph? I just have to know what you actually wrote in black and white. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, let's do this." <laughs> You know what it was? I think I think this is right. I think what I said, which it didn't, I mean, to a certain degree, it maybe it ended up feeling that way, but I said that I wanted it to feel like um, Roy Anderson. Do you know that that filmmaker? He does these like very, he's like, uh, he's like super, super dry. Like he does tableaus, yeah. you know? It's really kind of dark humor tableaus. Um, so I wanted to do like a, a mix of that with, with Harmony Korean, you know, so that was, that was like, the, that, that was, <laughs> that was the idea, you know, for that. And for me, like that video doesn't mean anything at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that video has absolutely no, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really say anything. Like, honestly, I came up with all those ideas just from scratch and I just wanted to, um, to create something that, that felt like it was going to work with, with the song and just create all these random moments, you yeah. know, in some way. And, and there's beauty in how, random it is but i would i would i would be very wary of trying to read into what any of those <laughs> things mean you know and i and that's like and that's something that was that was fun to explore in that video but it's not something that i do you know usually well, where do you like draw the line between something really meaning something and then something just being like pleasing to you do you know what i mean um i uh i think uh no i think i mean i think that's I'm I'm probably being like facetious or whatever when I say that, but I but I but everything <laughs> everything that I've that I've done since I started making things that I that I felt were were uh, were relevant to my life uh, have meant everything to yeah. me, you know, in some way. Every everything that I create, I try to be um, honest, you know, with uh, in some way. So uh, yeah, <laughs> but that was just one where I had where I had some fun. Right. Yeah. But no, but I think with filmmaking for me, filmmaking for me is, is, a is political above anything else. What do you mean? Everything that I do, every aspect of, of the way that I approach filmmaking is political. I mean, the people that I portray in, in my characters, um, the, the way that I present them, the stories that I tell, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I guess inform in some way, you know, I don't, I don't like to just create, uh, images just to just you know that are background noise right. you know in some way. So it's yes. less like I guess you're not talking about like political in the way that you're making them just political in what you're trying to say. Like yeah. your politics. I mean well the way that we're making it is political as well, right? right? I mean the way, I mean every <laughs> you know but yes. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's next for you, dude? 
what's next for me? Um, uh, probably, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got a lot of traveling in the next couple in the next couple of months for some things that I'm doing. And then, uh, I'm, I'm working on a house right now that my brother designed. So that's going to take up a couple of years of my life here. We just, uh, which should be interesting. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, that was not the answer I was throw. expecting. <laughs> <laughs> just, just working on my house. <laughs> yeah. It sounds weird, but it's like from the life that I've ended up living and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been cool to, to be able to like my, my, this is a horrible reference, you know, but I remember like growing up and watching, I watched this movie with my brother called Little Giants. Of you remember course, that movie? Yeah. And there was like, <laughs> there's a moment where the two kids, the two kids are like walking across the field at the beginning and they look at the water tower and it's like, you know, my name is going to be like, our name is going to be on there at some point, yeah. you know, like on that yeah. tower. And there's something like about that where, you know, my brother is probably the person that I'm, that I'm closest to in my life and the person that I want to support the most and the person whose art I respect the most, yeah. you know? Um, and so there's something about being given the, the privilege to be able to, um, to invest in other people, you know, in some way. So that's something that I'm, that I'm really passionate about, about allow, you know, giving him the opportunity to kind of create beautiful art and to, to find a way to, to change, to literally change the way that, you know, our city looks in some way, yeah. you know? Um, and the other part of it is I get to, um, do some of the work that I do with Vincent with our company mainline, which is, um, creating documentary series and creating all sorts of different art pieces and bringing young filmmakers into the fold and, and encouraging them and financing the things that they create. Because, uh, I don't, uh, for me, like being a filmmaker for the rest of my life, isn't necessarily the most noble pursuit. I would rather, if there's some way that I can help other people create their art that I would be very happy to, to live out my days doing that, you know, some way. So that's amazing. Tell us about, tell me more about, um, about mainline. Mainline is, um, uh, something that is more, a word than anything else. And it's more a symbol than anything else. It's not a, it's not like a, it's not a website and it's not a, it's not a tactile thing. It's, it's just whenever, um, I find a filmmaker that I find to be really compelling, I invite them into, into our world and, and, uh, encourage them to create things for us, you know, whether it be the documentary series that we do, um, called tribute, which is this kind of infinite archive of youth all around the world. Yeah. Um, or the series that we just did with um, Elise Tyler and Michael Carter, which is called True Love, which was a three-part series about people around the Nashville area. Um, and yeah, just, uh, and, you know, other forms of art. So, so that that's something that that I'm hoping to develop with Vince in the next few years. And, and, and uh, yeah. What has that relationship with, with Vincent been like for, for you? Could you kind of describe where that started and kind of how, where that's led? It started from the street gang days and from, uh, I, you know, after street gang disbanded, we, you know, he asked me to, to help him on certain projects. Um, and he wouldn't, he would invite me to work on his commercials and, and that was really helpful cause I wasn't making any money, you know? So it was, it was nice to be able to, to have some sort of security or have friends to, to support you. Um, and then once I had started my, 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 uh, you know, started doing more music videos and commercials and, um, 
the, the uh, you know, we just, we became friends through that and we've known each other for almost 10 years now. Um, and it's just helpful to have someone um, who, who you trust, you know, and who, who can be honest with you uh, with the work that, that you create and also just be a good friend, you know? So that's, uh, that's where that comes from. What would you? Uh, what parting wisdom would you uh, would you give to someone who's uh, you know starting out, young filmmaker, young filmmaker who's trying to kind of figure out their footing and where they're at? Um, what would you say from your experience that you've learned? Um, what would I say from my experience? Uh, what I would say from my experience is that if you're gonna uh, spend the incredible amount of energy it takes to um, create things, um, then create things that uh that portray the diverse beauty of the world and that aren't created just for yourself some way if that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) to create things create things with 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 the hope that you are changing the way that other people are portrayed um in this in this world yeah that would be the thing because a lot of the same stories are being told over and over again, and we know those stories, mm. and we don't need to see them anymore. That's them. That's awesome. That's a great, great note to end on. Dude, yeah. Thanks for joining us all the way from it's kind of a kind of aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, you did great. Thanks for joining. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Hi, bud. See you. Right, see you. This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to refer to him, Christian Number Two. And our good podcast logo was designed by Eric Hurchin. As always, our music today was created by Cubby. That's Cubby with two Bs. You can check out more of his stuff on CubbySounds.com. Also, you can find other fun stuff at GoodThePodcast.com.